Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast. We are your hosts, Sal and Im, and we are coming in hot with a highly anticipated episode that has been a long time coming. Today, we are talking about sibling loss. It's a hugely important topic and one that so many of you have requested. So with the help of our community, we have put this sibling loss special together in the hopes to help anyone who is grieving the loss of their brother or sister to feel a little less alone. We per call out on our stories and the response from you guys was huge. So much so that we actually couldn't even fit this all into one podcast episode. And we really wanted to include everything. So we've split it into two parts. And another reason we wanted to give this topic as much airtime as possible is because we have heard from so many of you in our community that grief of a sibling is often under-acknowledged and misunderstood. And so, as Sal mentioned, we did a call out to ask you if you think sibling grief is recognised or talked about enough. And 6% of you said yes, and a whopping 94% said no. I mean, that is pretty telling, isn't it? It is. And it's something that we know a lot of you have struggled with in your grief and a sense of feeling like your loss has been downplayed or not recognized. Siblings are often actually called the forgotten mourners because this type of loss isn't always seen as a high priority as opposed to like parents, spouses, or even kids. It's wild, isn't it? I think since, you know, we can share often share like lifelong and amazing bonds with our brothers and sisters. So it's just absolutely not okay. And the main reason why we are doing this episode for you guys today. And it's been a long time coming. So guys, thank you for your patience on this one. Um, In today's ep, we're going to be looking at some of the experiences um, that you guys have around feeling like the forgotten ones. Um, Before we jump in, we just want to say thank you to everyone who shared their experience and Just to let you know, like your grief and your feelings are valid, no matter your situation. All right, let's Let's, kick things off. Let's do it. We've got a lot to we've got a lot to get through today, guys. So bear with us as we read out your Instagram handles and your messages. Um, We really, really want to do this episode justice. So we haven't haven't missed a single DM. So yeah, we hope that you enjoy it. But yeah, bear with us. It's going to be a good one. Sibling loss coming in hot, guys. You guys deserve to have this airtime. We really want to do it justice. It's a topic that isn't spoken about enough, but your grief is just as valid. So we've got a listener message here and they say there's definitely not enough support for bereaved adult siblings and very little is written on the subject compared to other losses. There's literally next to nothing in terms of research in this area too. And it is so frustrating. Unbelievable, isn't it? And I've heard that, that there's not a lot of literature at all out there for people experiencing sibling loss. 
hardly any books or yeah just yeah. just it's just so light touch and um Eliza agrees she says I lost my brother in 2018 and it's just been so hard to find support for siblings we've got a listener here who echoes a similar um sentiment she says I definitely think losing a sibling is overlooked and sometimes it feels as if I have no right to mourn my brother's death and it's made made things so much harder and Natasha says Losing a sibling changes so many aspects of your life and sometimes even without you realizing it. And I think that's the thing, like we have lifelong bonds, don't we, with our siblings? And like we expect to grow old with them. Like it yeah. feels out of the natural order of things. Definitely. And here's a, a handle, guys. <laughs> Bear with me. MLS548 says, it is so hard to say goodbye to the person that you've known the longest in your life. Um, Sydney Gale says, I lost my little brother last year at 18 and trying to live a life without someone you don't expect to outlive is just so hard to get your head around. Mm. We've got another Instagram handle here. CN Beesman's says, <laughs> it is so hard because the relationship you have with your sibling is supposed to be the longest relationship in your life. And the pretty curvy says, I lost my sister and you always assume that you'll just have your siblings to go to when your parents go. And, and that's the thing, like these, these bonds, the shared history, like that kind of just the natural order of things, right? You just don't think that it's going to be a sibling that, that goes first. Yes. You don't expect it at all. And yeah, like they've known you your whole life just know you often probably better than anyone else and it's just it's just really sad that it goes under acknowledged so we really hope that this episode helps you guys and some advice here from Lena a listener who is also a psychotherapist um I think articulates some of the aspects really well she says losing a sibling is like being amputated you've lost your past present and future it's not supposed to happen in this order and that makes it so hard I think that's just perfectly put Yes, another listener echoes a similar sentiment here. It's not only a loss of the past and the present, but also the future. We can't see them get married, have kids or reach other milestones. I think Pamela, being... Yeah, go on. <laughs> sorry, just putting in here. But I think that is a really good way to describe it, like being amputated. Like, mm. Because we grow, we grow up with our siblings. Like, you know, you, you know them your whole life. Like it's the longest relationship that you have. And I think you, you it, it's common to feel like you've lost a massive part of your life and like that shared history and those people that you you have that like that shared history and that strong bond with. And uh, it, it's, it's absolutely huge. I think amputated is a, is a very good way to put it. Very good way. And I think as well, like, you know, when mum died, it brought my sister and I a lot closer together. And I don't know how I could have kind of got through that without her as well. So when mm. you have to go through big life things, when you don't have your sibling there anymore, if you were an only child, especially, um, I can imagine be it being really difficult. Uh, Pamela mm. says, thank you for your podcast. You are so welcome, Pamela. I've found many aspects of it to be informative and comforting as I navigate my world that now includes regular grief bombs. Love that you're using grief bombs. <laughs> Love it. Due, <laughs> due to the recent unexpectedly early death of my 66-year-old sister and lifelong best friend. What I didn't expect was that as a sibling, my loss was invisible to most 
Very few people acknowledged my loss, instead asking how about my brother-in-law, nieces or parents? Yes, my parents are 92 and 88 years old and they had to bury their daughter. Would you consider doing an episode on siblings and the forgotten mourners? Absolutely. This one is for you, Pamela, and we are so very sorry for your loss. Sibling loss at any age is absolutely devastating. And it is, it it does seem to be an invisible type of grief, which is all the more reason that we wanted to do this for you guys. And bed. Beck Jail, help me, Sal. Beck Lay Stover says, my sister died over 30 years ago and I grieve for her every day. Thank you for doing this. We are so sorry for your loss. And that's the thing is grief is a forever thing, isn't it? So mm. still grieving at 30, 30 years, still very, very normal. Susie says, grieving siblings are called forgotten mourners. And this has 100% been my experience. Support group and literature is scarce. People constantly ask how my parents are, but never me. Friends don't know what to do or say, and neither does my hubby. Often it feels like my grief will swallow me. My big sis was a part of my whole life and the keeper of so many memories, and now all that is gone. We're so sorry, Susie. And yeah, like the memories and the lifelong bonds that you share and the history, like there are so many, I think, secondary losses that come with losing a sibling. You know, it's it's the loss of them, but then it's the loss of like... Um, the past, present and future, like we just touched on earlier. It's, it's huge. And, and it, goes, it goes to show as well, like how much more work in the grief space that needs to be done. Like when, when our mums died, a whole, you know, big reason why we started the podcast was because we felt like there weren't enough resources and like, you know, there's just, there's still so much that needs to be done, I yeah. feel. And I think it's just, it speaks volumes that, we honestly, so many of you message us and say, can you please do an episode on sibling loss? And when we do call, call outs on our Instagram to share your experiences, we always get a massive response. Um, and we're just really sorry that that you guys feel like it is underrepresented because that's not okay. And your grief is just as valid. So yeah, hopefully these are this episode and our, our next sibling loss episode We'll just help you guys feel less alone as there's other people in this same boat. And Claire says, I'm so pleased that you're doing an episode on sibling loss. I honestly feel that there's barely any support out there for adult siblings going through this. My beautiful big sister died suddenly and unexpectedly on her own at her house from a previously undiagnosed condition. It has shocked us all so much and I'm finding it so hard to come to terms with. She had bowel cancer three years ago and had smashed her treatment and got the all clear after a year. She was fit, healthy, went running a few times a week, had been a vegetarian all her life, didn't smoke, had a great life, you know, all of those things that you think pretty healthy. And so for her to suddenly go, it's just been so hard to come to terms with. There is so much support out there for grieving parents, children and partners but nothing for adult siblings. And I think adult siblings are definitely the forgotten ones in all of this. Everyone asks how my mum and dad are, how my niece and nephew are, how my brother-in-law is, but which is really lovely, but hello, I've (laughs) lost my sister. And that is massive. That's something that we heard like from so many people, wasn't it, Sal? Like they always ask like, how's your mum? How's your dad? It's like, hello, what? what about me? You know, I'm grieving as well. And that's been a big, yeah, big thing that's sort of shone through when we've done the research for this episode. Absolutely massive part. And 
Claire continues, she says, the other thing I'd say is how shocking I found it. It, it, it is that people who thought um, I, were, I was really good friends with turn out not to be, you know, and that's another thing that I think a lot of us have experienced in grief. Like it shines a light on some of your friendships and connections. And, you know, sometimes the people that you think are going to be there for you aren't. And those people that you're not that close to really step up. So um, Claire says, those that have, um, haven't contacted me since Jen died, uh, you know, that I thought I was really good friends with, it's really hurt. And I say to anyone going through any kind of grief, just take the love that's given from the people who matter and want to support you. And please don't think you're a burden. The genuine, pe genuine people in your life want to help and support you and will love you regardless of your ugly crying face. There's definitely not a lot of support out there. And we've included some accounts towards the end of this episode and we will link them in our show notes as well. But Sibling Grief Club, founded by Maeveen, is an excellent resource for anyone who is looking for some extra support through sibling loss. We'll link them in the show notes or you can find her on Instagram at Sibling Grief Club as well. And we actually caught up with Maeveen from Sibling Grief Club and we had a chat with her um, a couple of months ago. And she said that, her experience has been that sometimes the people that you least expect to support you often are the ones that really show up for you. And she um, has found some of her greatest support has come from random places. Like she said, two people that she didn't know before have now become like two of her like biggest grief supporters. So I think if you've got friends that aren't stepping up for you, like don't be afraid to like look elsewhere in a way, like, or find like maybe online support groups or just, just yeah just just be open to support coming from from other places because I think we can get quite it can be hard can't it when the people that we're really close to don't really show up how we need them to and then we we can feel quite isolated I think absolutely and yeah you end up having grief friends like us <laughs> yes grief friends are bloody great friends the best friends um a listener has shared her experience here with feeling like this type of loss is less valid and she says as someone who's recently lost my sister, there is a severe lack of support out there for adult siblings. And it makes you feel so lonely when your loss doesn't matter. We're meant to share everything with our siblings, our whole lives, growing up, getting married, having kids, the death of our parents, etc. And as hard as losing a parent must be, losing a sibling is just the wrong order of things. Like we were saying earlier, like, you know, you just sort of expect it to be a lifelong relationship. Yeah. Um, and this listener continues and she says, I've had to be the support for my parents who are grieving their eldest child and, and the support for my brother-in-law who's lost the love of his life and the support for my niece and nephew who've lost their mummy, all while trying to deal with the loss of my big sister. It's hard, it's lonely and it's changed the whole family dynamic. Everyone is grieving for her, but we all grieve for the different relationships we have with her and how it's changed us all. It's just hard without the general support. And there seems to be just no support out there for siblings compared to the loss of a parent, child or partner. I really don't know why adult siblings don't seem to matter. And she's at, you're absolutely spot on. Like it can change the whole family dynamic and depending on the relationship that you had. And we're going to cover sort of family dynamics more in part two of this series. Um, but... I think feeling like your grief as a sibling has to get downplayed or pushed aside compared to the rest of the family is a, is a common response that we've had. 
And that feeling of needing to support everyone else, that's something that I remember when we talked to Rebecca Jacks about um, her brother died by suicide, her brother Jack, and she felt like she, what, what did she say? She said she felt like she had to be like the Iron Maiden of the family and look after everyone because everyone else wasn't coping, but she was kind of expected to, yeah, shoulder everyone's grief. And I think that's mm. a really common experience. Um, Haley says, how special that you're doing an episode for sibling grief. I lost my younger brother and only sibling to suicide almost eight months ago. So it's so special seeing things like this talked about as sometimes I feel like I search for sibling lost things to put words on how I feel, but there's not a lot. My brother has a daughter, my niece. I have her regularly for him. And the other day, her mum, my brother's ex-partner came to pick her up. She asked, how are you guys? Is it getting easier? First off, what the heck? And I was just like, not really. And then she she asked again, but a little bit easier, right? And again, I just said, um, no, not really. And I thought at that moment, that's the difference between our grief. She lost a person who was only a short part of her life, but I've lost a part of me, a part of me that was always there, sharing memories as we grew up, sharing opinions on our family, literally talking to each other when mum and dad were having issues and when they were hard on us and when we had each other, we, we got it. It's like I've lost my memories and history. I am so sorry, Haley. It's absolutely devastating and having, you know, being a suicide loss survivor myself, I know it's very complicated and a very, very difficult loss to process, but it's, it's really hard sometimes when people kind of say those things and you feel like you just don't get it. Do you? Mm, absolutely. And it's, it's back to that, um, back to that point earlier about feeling like you've been amputated and like where mm. Haley says here, you know, her brother was a part of her. They are a part of you and that, and that history that you had together and, yeah, it, it, it's just absolutely huge. And no, it doesn't get fucking easier for anyone <laughs> who thinks it does. It doesn't get easier. It gets more manageable over time. But yeah, things just, like just let's stop asking that. <laughs> yes, yes. People need to need to stop that ASAP. Yeah. Um, P Big says it's so lonely, particularly if there were two of you. I'm now an only child and that's very different. And I think that is a really good thing to, to talk about here, like, you know, if you've grown up as a, with a sibling, you're a twosome, you're all of a sudden in a completely different role. Like you're, you've become an only child. Like that must be just on another level and so lonely. Like, you know, like Hayley was saying, you know, you've got, you talk to each other when mum and dad were having issues or, you know, if they were hard on us. Like you haven't got that anymore. It's just you. Like, I feel like it could like change your identity almost be like forced mm. into this new identity as an only child when that's not what you've known. Like if you've grown up as an only child, you know, that's what you know, but when you have a sibling and they die and now you become an only child, like I can imagine like your identity would be, yeah, you'd be a bit like. It'd be hard really hard. To wrap your head around. And Christy Louise says, she agrees. She says it's a loneliness that can't be described. And Holster says, I feel alone. Losing a sibling is something that very few people my age have experienced. And Kay Marina Source, <laughs> great, great handle, says, as someone who's lost both their siblings, I have felt completely isolated at times. And the self-development says, 
Losing a sibling is weird, confusing, sad, and guilt-ridden. It's just all of those things, sometimes all at once. And I can absolutely relate to that. You know, it's a different kind of loss, losing a parent, but all of the emotions that come with, you know, grief. And I think that guilt can be a big part of sibling loss. That guilt... Um, Survivor's guilt. Yes, I think that can that can play a big a big part in this type of loss. And Sophie says, I lost my brother 13 years ago and people always seem to forget that I've lost a sibling. We are so sorry, Sophie. That must be so, so hard. Um, Mommy Tutu says, I lost my sister in a tragic car accident and it's been an emotional roller coaster. And Jackie Trenner says, me and my sister were very close and I feel like I've lost my identity, which I really struggle with. That's, yeah, kind of what we were just mentioning. Like you do feel like you lose your identity a bit, don't you? In grief especially, but I can imagine, you know, if you're losing a sibling as well, they're a part of you. It's just, it's so hard. And Bethany says, since losing my brother 13 months ago, I have been through the toughest season of friendships ever. I have unconsciously cut off three very close friends and made two of the deepest friendships in that time. It's been very confusing. Morgan says, I feel so incredibly alone in my grief as the only person I know that has lost a sibling and a dad a year later, and it is awful. This was in 2008, and I'm still suffering all these years later. I'm so sorry, Morgan, and just that cumulative grief as well after having, you know, already lost someone and then dealing with the grief of losing your dad after that is just is really horrible and something that we discussed with Rebecca so far in a recent episode if you want to go and have a listen to that that might you might find that helpful Sputnik says I lost my sister unexpectedly 18 months ago and I often feel like I'm fighting with a ghost Linny says early on in my grief I felt like I had been abandoned by my sibling and I had to fill space for both of us something a lot of you have said you experience is anxiety which we've covered a lot on the pod, but I think it's important to recognise that sibling loss can bring up a lot of anxiety too. You know, especially like we've talked about when you think of a future without them and then you worry about your parents as well and feeling like you've got to shoulder sort of the grief of others. Or even another common thing that we've heard, haven't we, Im, is like reaching the age that they were when they passed. Yes, that is a big one that's come up a lot. And God, the anxiety is absolutely real in grief. And I think... Uh, yeah it's just everything just changes and you're like freaking out am I going to lose someone else Mm. am I going to die like it just it absolutely turns your world upside down and it's very 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 common experience in grief and something that we have also um, covered on the podcast before and also the, the fact that this type of grief isn't acknowledged or that some of you have felt the pressure to put it aside and stay strong like we will discuss in part two can also cause anxiety, I think. Don't you think, Sal? Definitely. Um, I think if you're not given that space to express what's going on for you or you feel like you can't express what's going on for you, um, then that can be a huge source of like feeling sort of anxious and like you're bottling your feelings up. Um, Annabelle says, I'm so glad and grateful that you've made this outlet for, for fellow sibling mourners like myself to vent and share our stories. I lost my brother when I was 16 and he was 18. It was a horrific car accident when he died and he died upon impact. We are so sorry. He was my only sibling. It was 2 a.m. and I was having a sleepover with my friend when the police knocked at our door to tell us that he had died. 
That week, I went from getting excited to start a new school to seeing my brother in a coffin at a funeral home. And I had to watch my parents, although they're unbelievably strong, go into shells of the people they once were. My father no longer has his prized son and my mum no longer has her boy. And I no longer have the person that I thought I'd go through the rest of my life with no matter what. I now live in the most horrific fear of what's going to happen when my parents are gone and I'm alone. I won't be an aunt or have a sister-in-law um, or this entire beautiful vision that I had for my future. It all feels like an utter blur. And now I, to be honest, I now no longer live with a future in mind. I just live with today in mind. I can't even see tomorrow. Having someone taken from me so suddenly and completely out of the blue has made me, it's made it hard for me to not live life in constant fear of something happening to me. You know, life is so fragile. It's so scary. And I wish I'd known that before losing him. I'd do anything for even just 10 seconds with him. And thank you so much for letting me tell a small part of my story because it's something that I don't get the opportunity to do a lot. We, we are, are so sorry, Annabelle. So sorry, Annabelle. That is incredibly, incredibly hard and tragic and and traumatic um, as well, you know. Traumatic. And I feel, you know, we we're just talking about like the anxiety that that grief can give you, but like you know, even just having someone knock at the door now, I can imagine is, is really triggering for you. And it can just, just, and also the change in family dynamics, which is something that we're going to be delving into more in our next, in our part two of this. Um, but it can, it can change everything and change the, the relationship dynamics. And that can be really hard as well to deal with. And, and actually there's something that's interesting that Claire Bidwell-Smith says in her, um, in her book, Anxiety, the Missing Stage of Grief, um, you know, she said like, we're now, when you experience a loss, you're now looking at the world through a catastrophic lens. And I think that is how it feels. And that can really play into the feelings of like fear and anxiety. Um, you know, and it's also like, she says, things that have happened for you, because you, you've become more aware of death, she says, you react strongly to it and you feel constantly on edge about it because inevitably it's now more real for you in your life. And I thought that was a really interesting way to understand why we feel this kind of on edge and fear and anxiety after we've lost someone because it is real for us now so we know it can happen right so it is so true like I'm definitely looking through my catastrophic lenses at the moment like <laughs> it's so so true we do and that's something like when we first met up Sal I remember we were having a conversation we're sitting at DY Beach and we're looking out at the sea and you're like you know it is like looking through different lenses like not rose-coloured lenses anymore. Like the world is very real now that we've experienced loss. Yeah, it kind of feels like um, almost like you go through life a little bit blissfully unaware and then you lose someone and you're like, oh, okay, I've broken the broken the uh seal or you know what I mean like barrier, it's, yeah. yeah and it's like oh okay now I kind Shit's of real now yeah shit is real yeah yeah yes like we were just sort of like living life weren't we without actually knowing the real pains of life I think that's what what you said to me and all the fragility really of home. it yes absolutely and we're digressing <laughs> we love a digress don't <laughs> we sorry guys back to the topic <laughs> Spillers says, I experienced sibling loss in 2020 when I lost my older sister, my only sibling, to cancer during the pandemic. 
so sorry, Spillers. I do at times feel like the forgotten mourner. I often feel angry that she was stolen from us at a young age, but cancer doesn't discriminate. It's left me with intense anxiety whenever I feel a bit ill or my family does. I really did think last year that I had the same as her. I get moments, as I'm sure everyone in grief does, where the grief hits you out of nowhere. I can't think of having to live the rest of my life without her and without that role of being a sister. I've lost that role. My parents are getting older and I worry when I have to make decisions about them. She was the practical one and I wish I could ask her a few things. You've highlighted so many important things in this. Um, First one, health anxiety, massive one. And it's something that I have suffered with for quite some time and something that I went to see um, my psychopharmacologist, Terry, about recently. Um, I obsess about my health a lot. You know, my mum didn't die by natural causes, but I think just knowing that, yeah, really bad things can happen just makes me freak out all the time. So I think that's a very, very, very common experience. Mm-hmm. And also losing the role, you know, losing that role of, of being a sibling, like it, that's a secondary loss that Sal mm-hmm. sort of mentioned earlier when there's a lot of secondary losses, you know, when, when a sibling dies and, and you're no longer, I mean, you'll always be, you'll always be a sister, but in a sense, like you've lost that, that role. So I, I completely understand how difficult that must be for you. And Rachel says, since my brother died at age 25, I'm currently 24, my death anxiety has been off the rails, especially now that I'm approaching his age when he died. I'm convinced that I will die soon as well. It won't make sense when I become older than my brother, older than my older brother. It only makes sense that I will die before that happens. So sorry that you're feeling all of these things, Rachel. Again, I think it's very normal. Um, want to give you some like just give you some help (laughs) like I know that feeling so much and it's just that living in fear and it's something Sal and I were talking about the other day actually because again I I live in fear all the time but it's that feeling of insecurity and feeling out of control I think is where it all stems from Mm -hmm. and it's very very common after loss um there's nothing wrong with you for feeling that way just know that it's a normal part of grief and don't be afraid to seek professional help if it's something that is impacting your life. Like that's really helped us both seeing professionals. And I think it's, you know, don't be afraid to, to seek, um, seek help if it is something that you're struggling with. Mar- Marjolene says, I get an overwhelming sense of grief when I see other siblings having a close relationship like I used to with my brother who passed away. I am dreading the moment that I turn the age he was when he passed. And we've heard that a few times throughout this episode, haven't we? That is a common um, thing of like turning the age that they were when uh, when they passed away and feeling like you're now sort of like the, the older sibling in a sense. Uh, it must be really difficult to, to, to try and wrap your head around. And another thing that we've heard from you guys is how much it can impact you, not only when you see other siblings together, but when you meet new people who will never get to know them. Everyday Plain Jane says, something people might not realize is how it can actually hurt if you're a spouse who didn't get to meet the sibling who passed away, you know, believe it or not, you still feel the loss. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting point. And Kerry says, I met someone two months after my sister died. He was such a great support to me in those first few months. And I really appreciated that. It was too new though. He didn't know my sister and lost patience with the whole grieving thing after a couple of months. 
I want to meet someone, but I'm finding it hard as I know they will never know my sister or my relationship with her. They'll never know. They'll never know me before her death, the carefree me. Honestly, that is such a common feeling. And I think it's really, really hard if people are kind of grieving and, and dating at the same time. And people do run out of sympathy as fucked up as it is and as hurtful and, and hard as that is. They do run out of sympathy, especially when they haven't been through a big loss themselves and they don't understand that like we grieve forever in some capacity and it can be really, really hurtful um, and then make dating really hard because you're like, well, you're an asshole. I'm sure that people feel like that sometimes. So Kerry, you're not alone. And I think it's a feeling that a lot of people can relate to and we're actually going to be covering um, the topic of dating after loss on a grief tip Tuesday in the future. So keep an ear out for that. And also we're going to cover um, self-esteem and self-confidence after a loss, because like we were saying earlier, there is your sort of before and after a loss. You feel like you may, you're a different person. And I think one of those things that can, can come into play there is feeling like you're not carefree anymore, or you've lost your confidence, or you're not, you know, feeling as positive or, you know, so many elements and it can really affect your sense of self so we're definitely going to give that a dedicated um episode so stay tuned for that but lots of important topics to unpack so um, many <laughs> so many and and you know on top of all of this there's also the hurtful and dismissive assumptions and comments that you that you have to deal with as well and we've got a listener here that says my sister died suddenly and all I can think of is if I live past 65, I'll be without her longer than I had her. And at work, a colleague made, made a comment. She said she didn't think we were that close and that I didn't always talk about her. And that really hurt. Horrible. Um, not okay. So insensitive. And Linny says, I lost a half sibling and people think that somehow it should hurt less. Absolutely not the case. Kyla says, someone said to me about my sister, well, at least you have her son. And I was like, well, yes, but it does not replace her. Absolutely not. What Honestly, is wrong with some people? The things that people say in grief, it's just wild. I think people just don't, don't get it or they just don't think before they speak. Honestly. The old at least thing, oh, never say least. it. <laughs> if you're supporting someone, never say at least anything. <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah, so dismissive. Yeah. And Jackie says, my therapist told me, well, you would have grown up and had separate lives anyway. And that was so unhelpful. So unhelpful. I mean, I've got no words for that, to be honest. Bess Meg says, I lost my twin to suicide. My family has moved on. And 16 years later, it still hurts every day. And I think people assume that grief goes away or that it, that it hurts less and everyone's journey is different but you know it's still there with us you know 16 30 years on um and one listener here says I lost my brother to suicide and it feels as though my grief is expected somehow to be smaller I'm not a parent I'm not the partner and therefore I feel like it's expected for my grief to take up less space and we're going to cover this in more kind of detail on the next episode of sibling loss um but I think it's quite common to feel like you've got to downplay your grief and it's not okay because your grief is as absolutely as valid we've got it's, a list yeah sorry, sorry I was just gonna say it's absolutely devastating how many people are experiencing suicide loss like mm. so many messages and so many people have lost their brothers to suicide and I saw a statistic the other day that was like in, in Australia specifically, is the leading cause of death between 18 to 44-year-old males. 
Like it's just so devastating and so sorry to everyone going through that. It just shouldn't, it shouldn't be happening. No, absolutely not. And um, it's just on another level, isn't it? To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've got a listener here um, who says, I lost my older sibling and I never know what to say when someone asks, do you have any siblings? And we actually caught up with Anne, aka Grief Kid on Instagram about this, didn't we? Love Grief Kid. She's amazing. We'll link her, her Instagram account in the show notes. She does some really cute and relatable cartoons all about grief, but she lost her brother Liam um, and she knows sibling loss very well. And she had some really good advice, didn't she? She said that when this question comes up, it can be good to have like a few responses, almost like rehearsed or prepared. Um, We'll link to the post in the show notes as well, so you can access it easily. Um, But she says she really struggles with this question too. And she knows that she's not alone in this. It's quite common. She says her advice is like, often it really depends on who is asking the question and how comfortable you feel. You know, if it's someone you know well, or if it's a new acquaintance, like maybe have a few different kind of responses that you can choose. Um, But she says that, you know, what really helps her is kind of having like an A, B, C, D option. So A being no, like if you just want to be like, no, I can't deal with this right now. Um, B, change the subject. C, say yes, one brother. Or D, say yes, one brother who passed away. And I thought that was really good advice just to have a couple of options. Because I think sometimes when we're on the spot as well, we can be like, you know. it can be so hard. Like those sorts of questions and you're like, what what do you say? Do I open up and be really like vulnerable? Are they even going to be able to handle that? Um, and then you can just leave you feeling like quite, yeah, anxious, adding to the anxiety. But I think, yeah, it's good to have some, some rehearsed responses up your sleeve just in case that question does arise and just, yeah, whatever you feel comfortable with in the moment as well saying it's, it's tough. So tough. So tough. And and Harriet says that for her, being honest, but referring to them in the past tense makes it easier. She says she finds it kind of gives people the signal that she's open to talking about um, about them. And I thought that was really good advice as well. Great advice. And Sal, are there any resources for sibling loss survivors? I know it's something that people have said that there aren't enough, but yeah, what, what resources have you have you found? So there are some amazing Instagram sibling resources, um, loads of accounts that focus on sibling loss. I'll run through them now and we'll link them in the show notes as well. Um, But one of the main accounts is Sibling Grief Club. Sibling Grief Club's website has loads of resources and some great journal prompts. They also have a YouTube channel, which has got some webinars um, from a professional therapist on there. And they talk about specific things relating to sibling loss. Uh, there are about 10 episodes, so definitely check that out. And then on the old Gram Instagram, there's Grief Kid, Sibling Loss Club, Lemonade Instead, Surviving Our Siblings, Life After Harley, Siblings Grief 2, Suitcase of Sibling Grief. I am Ben West as well. I don't think he's like grief specific, but I know that he does talk about sibling loss. And on TikTok, there's a lady called Amanda Backsky who focuses on sibling grief. Her surname is spelled B-A-C-K-A-I. And Grief Kid also recommends um, an Instagram account called Finding a Way Forward. Apparently, she has loads of resources um, and she compiles lots of different Instagram accounts and resources around sibling loss specifically. So that could be a good one to check out. 
Amazing. And we also have an Instagram story highlight dedicated to sibling loss and some of your responses, which you guys can check out on our Instagram. And someone has recommended, can't even talk anymore. Someone has recommended a book that has helped them called Surviving the Death of a Sibling, Living Through Grief When an Adult Brother or or Sister Dies by TJ Ray. And also Maeveen from Sibling Grief Club said a book that helped her is by Neve Fitzpatrick, a psychologist whose sister died tragically called Tell Me the Truth About Loss. And that really helped Maeveen. And there are some support services. One of our faves is Griefline. They are open seven days a week from 6am to midnight Australian Eastern Standard Times. And you can contact them on 1300 845 745. Guys, we really hope that this episode resonated with you and brought you all some comfort in knowing that as hard as this is, you're not alone and your grief is absolutely valid. And stay tuned for part two, where we are going to be diving into family dynamics and the old grief Olympics, which is actually a thing. If you haven't heard of it before, we're going to be going into that and sending you all so much love. And And when we say grief Olympics, we mean competitive grief, (laughs) not actually like Olympics for grief. Well, they should be. (laughs) Because there is. (laughs) Yeah, lots of love to you guys. And we will chat to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.